Welcome to the Mama Theologians podcast. We are an online motherhood ministry on mission to revive spiritual growth in the midst of motherhood. We desire to further equip mothers just like you in theological study, biblical literacy, and spiritual formation. We pray that God will use these offerings for His glory and that He will revive and deepen your growth in Jesus. Today, you're listening to one of our Mama Theologians read their latest essay. This one, along with all of our essays, are also available on our website at mamatheologians.com. If something about this essay inspires you, we'd love to hear your comments and thoughts about it. Connect with us on Instagram or Facebook at Mama Theologians. Understanding the Importance of Genre in the Old Testament by Cassie Patillo. Have you ever been downright confused when attempting to read your Bible? Have you ever questioned how you should even read certain parts of Scripture? If so, Mama, you're not alone. An important thing to understand that will tremendously help you know how to read your Bible is genre. Go back in time to your high school English class. At some point, you learned about genre. You were taught that knowing the genre of a piece of litter was necessary in order to rightly understand it. For example, poetry shouldn't be read in the same way as as narratives are read. When we open our Bibles, it's easy for these high school English lessons to fly out the window. Understanding genre is a key part of biblical literacy. Just like we don't interpret poetry the same way we interpreted our science textbooks, we should not interpret the Psalms the same way we interpret Genesis. The Holy Spirit inspired each human author to write in a unique way. This variety in scripture shouldn't intimidate us, but instead should lead us to praise. Our God is so creative to give us his word and a variety of genres. In the canon of scripture, we read war stories, beautiful poetry, heartfelt letters, and more. Both the Old and New Testaments contain different genres. Here are those specifically found in the Old Testament. The Law, which is Genesis through Deuteronomy, but note that these books contain some narratives also. Narrative which is Joshua through Esther, poetry or wisdom literature, which is Job through Song of Solomon, and then prophecy, which is Isaiah through Malachi. Let's learn some important factors to be aware of as we read, interpret, and apply these passages and and apply the passages found in each genre. So for law, these books can be tricky for us as New Testament believers. At first, they may seem completely irrelevant. We must remember God gave Israel the law so they could live as his holy chosen people. The law also protected those such as women and sojourners who would have otherwise been unprotected in that culture. Although we do not have to worry about boiling a goat in its mother's milk, as seen in Exodus 23:19, the law can still teach us much about God. We shall learn what those rules meant to the original audience. Did they protect the oppressed? Did they keep Israel from idolatry? Knowing this can show us the heart of God behind many of the laws that don't make sense to us. Simply, the entire, uh, entirety of the law can be summed up with love God and love people, as found in Mark 12, 30-31. By, by grasping this, we can better understand and apply the theological principles found in the law to our own context and culture. Like the Israelites, we are to love God and love people. The specifics may just look slightly different. Narrative. Basically, Narratives are stories. Stories are powerful. Think about TV shows, news stories, and movies we become enthralled with. 
God knew we'd connect well with stories, so he put lots of them in his word. What's unique about Bible stories versus stories on TV is the stories in the Bible are 100% true. There are a few pitfalls we must be aware of when reading narratives. With stories, it's easy to think they don't have a theological purpose or to wrongly elevate human characters, making them mere moral tales. Neither of those are true. Narratives have a theological purpose. Also, while we can learn from the human characters, we should never make the story fully about them. It's all about God. With narratives, it's key to understand they're descriptive, not prescriptive, meaning not every command applies to us. For example, in the Wall of Jericho story in Joshua 6, 1 through 27, God commanded Joshua to have the Israelites march around Jericho's wall seven times. Joshua was obedient and the Lord did a mighty work. I don't think any of us have marched around any city walls recently. So that does that make us disobedient to the Lord? Definitely not. That command was given for a specific time and purpose. We also need to understand how each smaller narrative fits into the meta-narrative of Scripture. It's best to ask, what theological principle can I learn from this and then apply that principle to our lives? Poetry and Wisdom Literature The poetry books are vital because they speak to our emotions. In the Psalms, David laments, is thankful, and rejoices. As mamas who experience all sorts of emotions, the poetry books are such a help to us. A lot of biblical poetry uses parallelism, where lines, usually two, are grouped together to create one thought. We need to read these lines together, as they work together for one purpose. Some of the purposes are to show emphasis, to show a stark contrast, or to develop one thought off another. Another key aspect is in poetry is figurative language. For example, often in Psalms, David calls God a rock. This is figurative. David doesn't literally mean God is a rock. Instead, he's teaching of God's might and strength. We need to be careful not to interpret poetry literally. Also, we must remember we come to the text from outside the world of the original audience. We need to do our best to understand how it would have been figurative to them. Prophecy. Most of the time, prophets are divided up by major and minor. This has nothing to do with importance but length. Major prophets are much lengthier than the minor. A key to interpretation is knowing where each prophet fits into biblical history and understanding Israel's history from Genesis to Kings. Most prophetic books are prior to Israel's exile. Generally, they contain three main points. First, is that Israel has broken the covenant and they need to repent. Second, if Israel doesn't repent, judgment will come. Third, there's hope beyond the judgment for a glorious future restoration. There are important things we must remember as New Testament believers. We're not under the Old Covenant, so we don't face Old Covenant covenant consequences given in Deuteronomy, nor are we in fear of an Assyrian or Babylonian invasion. Also, we aren't a theocracy. The United States isn't Israel. Imagery and figurative language are often used in in prophecy books. So what we discussed above applies. Some are predictive passages, meaning they have yet to be fulfilled. Sometimes it's hard to tell which the prophets are referring to, but we need to read and understand all prophet books relying on the wisdom of the Lord. Honestly, this just scratches the surface of information we can learn about genres in the Old Testament. A good study Bible will often have much of the context we need in order to study each genre well. Above all, we're equipped with the Spirit, the author and illuminator of Scripture. Seek Him before, during, and after study. Some practical takeaways. First, ask these questions to help your study. What does this teach me about God? How does this point to Christ? Therefore, how should this change the way I live? Is there a genre you often shy away from? Study a book from it and then pray. 
Prayer is a powerful it, prayer is powerful in helping us read God's word. Pray for understanding. Pray God would help you apply his word rightly. Even ask God questions as they come up in your reading. This article and my understanding of genres in scripture was helped by the book Grasping God's Word written by J. Scott Duval and J. Daniel Hayes. Thank you for joining us here. We pray that the Holy Spirit is able to use these words to meet you right where you're at. If this episode resonated, we would be so honored for you to send it to a friend or to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. These truly help us to reach more mothers with the love, hope, and spiritual growth that only Jesus can bring. And as always, Mama, in the midst of the busy and hard, yet high and beautiful privilege of motherhood, may you abide in Christ and grow more in love with Him this week.